This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. You're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst Ed Moyer in New York and Trader Nick. How are you doing, guys? It's good to be back, Johnny. Thanks for having us on. Happy Fed Day. Yeah, it is a big day for the Federal Reserve, which has kept its key interest rate unchanged. Forecasts released after the meeting showed a majority of policymakers expect rates to stand above 5.5% by the end of the year. Nick, what were your impressions, not only about the latest decision, but also the comments afterwards? So the comments afterwards, Johnny, to your point there about Fed officials and where they are forecasting for things to go next, that's where everything comes down to. Uh, th- that's what the market really pays attention to. Because uh, the way markets generally work for listeners who are regular, they already know this, we talk about it often, markets are very forward-looking. They're looking at forward projections. They're looking at what's on the horizon. And uh, what's on the horizon here is way more important than what we got today. Of course, we had a hawkish hold is what many people are calling it, where basically uh, the Fed rates didn't go any higher, uh, but there also was some very defensive uh, commentary. Some couple, a couple of things that I picked out from what we heard from Jerome Powell, which is, of course, the, the, uh, the press conference afterwards. What we got from Jerome Powell was, uh, you know, hey, the economy looks pretty strong and, you know, we're not afraid to keep raising rates if we need to. Uh, And and I know that, you know, projections were very much uh, looking for possibly next summer to see some rate cuts. And uh, there was a little bit of defensive language and and maybe think, you know, policymakers don't see as many interest rate cuts coming uh, nearly as expected. You know, this is also coming off of a time where we had some pretty hot inflation numbers recently. We saw PPI tick up. We saw, uh, you know, core stay stubborn, headline CPI high. Oil prices have been on the rise, which, of course, can contribute to um, inflationary pressure. So you have all these different things uh, kind of spinning around at the same time. And then you have the Fed coming in and, and you know, stocks didn't like it. Clearly, big sell-off in, in the NASDAQ, in the S&P 500. And uh, the dollar is up right now at the time of recording. So an interesting reaction. Um, but again, I, I would say hawkish hold is probably uh, the best way I would summarize it. Uh, I, I'm curious to see what Ed has to say on this because uh, I know he was he was in several interviews before this, uh, you know, talking to a bunch of people about the situation. So maybe he has something he can add to, to what I just pointed out uh, beyond just the headline obvious stuff. What do you think, Ed? It was... A policy meeting that could be viewed as confusing for some people. I think that the statement and the, the uh, summary of economic projections were rather hawkish. I think when you take a look at the revisions to growth going from 1% to 2.1. But for me, uh, you know, when you take a look at the rate outlook, I mean, yes, we saw again, 12 members expect one more rate hike. And obviously that's written in pencil. Uh, but we also, and that was the same as in June. Uh, but we saw the rate cut bets for 2024 were cut in half. So instead of anticipating a uh, full percentage point in rate cuts, it's only now 50 basis points. I think I've been saying higher for longer um, for quite some time. And this clearly shows you the Fed is, you know, has been surprised by how resilient this economy has been. And uh, I, I think what was, you know, some of the key takeaways for me was, you know, when Fed Chair Powell noted that. You know, you know, the soft landing was not his base case. He then said it's their priority, but I think it goes to show you, I think deep down the Fed, you know, realizes uh, if 
inflation is not coming down, it's probably because the consumer is too strong. The consumer is spending. The labor market is not softening quickly enough. And that means they're going to have to break the economy. And I think that's one of the harsh realities that we're going to see. And the data, I mean, I think short term, you can still make the case that this is somewhat bullish for stocks. I think that you could still see the resilience in the economy remaining intact. It's only, no one is doubting. It's just going to be one more rate hike. I think that's the, you know, probably uh, one of the uh, positives that can come out of this. I think when you take a look at inflation trends, there's probably an expectation that, yes, we're, we're going to see prices come down even further. Take a look at, you know, across the Atlantic, we saw um, a cooler than expected UK CPI report. So I, I think there's expectations here that uh, most people are going to probably think maybe the Fed will do one more hike. I think there's hope that, you know, the, that November, December possible rate hike might get pushed into 2024. And if that's the case, then maybe we'll finally see the impact of all of the the Fed's rate hike, all of the 11 rate hikes that we've seen over these past 13 meetings will really start to impact the economy. Uh, but for now, I think, you know, what we're, you know, some of the key market moves, treasury yields, the two-year yield shot up to the highest level since 2006. Uh, U.S. dollar paired uh, some of its earlier losses. But I, I think, you know, is King Dollar, you know, still going to hang around? Um, quite possibly. You're going to see that U.S. growth exceptionalism's trade is, is going to remain intact. Um, so I think euro dollar, dollar yen will become uh, more volatile, I think, going forward. And um, it, it's amazing that we're, we're, we're seeing the end of tightening for a lot of advanced economies. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look to see if uh, you know the Fed is going to get the data they need to support um, you know wrapping up this you know completely signaling that they're done raising rates and uh we we could see uh some difficulties with that we have a strike that's going on that could delay we have a government shutdown that could happen that could uh, um even complicate some of the data that they get they might not get all the information they need to make you know proper policy decisions so um i think uh the next few meetings the next few months um will probably be um providing more evidence that the Fed's going to stick to that hawkish rhetoric. So we'll see if that's still able to keep equities or keep, I think, yields higher, um, which could, you know, weigh on equities and um, possibly signal some further dollar strength here. And I think we've seen positioning show uh, when you take a look at the Commander Traders reports, some of the big money is betting on uh, dollar strength again. So we'll see what happens over these next few months. And that hawkish uh, rhetoric will continue if the oil price continues to go up. This is one of the issues that the Fed has at the moment, even if the battle against inflation is being won at the moment with oil rising in price, who knows where we're going to be in six months time. And oil is heading higher. I think that's that's something this market is completely tight. And I think you're, you're going to see that, you know, when you take a look at today's EIA uh, report, you know, diesel demand is a big concern. That's going to remain very strong throughout the winter. Uh, stockpiles, uh, we're, 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 we're going to see U.S. inventory levels are, are going to remain tight. You know, I think the Biden administration is not going to be able to really um, refill that SPR anytime soon. Uh, and when we take a look at, even if we start to see 
mixed data out of China. I think there's starting to be a little bit more momentum here that things are stabilizing. I think there's if there's more optimism out of China, I mean, I mean, you could easily make the case that a hundred dollar oil will become the key support level. Um, so um, I, I think we're 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 probably going to face higher oil prices. Uh, Goldman Sachs, I think, became very bullish on oil, but you know, you have to take a Goldman, you know endorsement of higher oil prices with a grain of salt. They've been, you know, fairly bullish throughout um, the last year, even though, even during those times when we saw some significant drawdowns. Um, but but I think this is a, a market that, yes, uh, you know, these higher oil prices are going to keep the Fed, I think. I mean, the, 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 I mean, and people say, well, you know, that's what about, you know, we focus on core. That eventually will filter into core prices. I mean, the transitory costs, I think you're going to see that uh, transportation costs that is, um, are, are really going to get, you know, f- you know, put back into everything. And I think you're, you're looking at, I, I think, uh, a, a very sticky inflation outlook throughout the winter. And, uh, that should force the fed into um, possibly over tightening. I think in terms of the oil side, uh, you make a good point trickling into, uh, to, to core CPI for, for audience members, uh, maybe a, a simplified, uh, version or way to think about it could even just be, you know, if you think about products that end up on the shelf, up the supply chain, somewhere along the lines, there is uh, energy involved. And so that that transfusion from uh, energy prices being high like this uh, and the elevated prices uh, for the supply line across the way from getting it from, uh, you know, production to to your pantry, you know, whatever it is or whatever you're buying, that, that has a serious, um, you know, impact on inflation. And, and oil... Uh, has been in a really strong uptrend recently, and it doesn't show any signs of, of slowing. There's a little bit of a hiccup here today, pulling back uh, off of the news. Uh, but you mentioned something interesting there, too. I want to go back to your your concept there for a second, Ed. You mentioned uh, the two-year. The two-year broke through a level of resistance that it has been struggling to get past for a substantial amount of time. Bonds sold off. Uh, the two-year rallied higher. And for listeners uh, who are perhaps newer to fundamentals, trying to get the macro stuff down, you just have to remember that that heightened two-year yield is telling us that the market is thinking that interest rates are going to remain elevated longer. Um, You know, people are saying, you know, it's like the bond market saying, uh, why would I buy a bond here when it looks like interest rates are going to keep going higher or at least stay higher for longer? And both of those cases uh, are, are bearish pressures for bonds. Um, and, and bullish, of course, for the yield, which is inverted to it. So it's an interesting story. Will that continue to elevate the dollar? Well, right now, dollar strength, uh, as you mentioned, the commitment of traders data has been pretty strong for the dollar and pretty persistent. Last filing, I think there was a, a pretty sizable move into the dollar. Um, so it's it's been an interesting thing to keep an eye on. If you watch the commitment of traders data, very, very interesting data. You always have to take it with a grain of salt because uh, it is in some ways, it, well, it is lagging by the time you get uh, the report, it is a bit behind, but can still be useful to get an idea of overall longer term positions. Speaking of COT data, um, just to go off of that for a second, Ed, is oil also remains very strongly supported on the commitment of traders data from what I've seen, uh, big increases recently and, and overall a pretty high stakes position on on the non-commercial side of things, which of course the large speculators in the market. So an interesting kind of uh, series of events. And if that oil price does remain elevated, I think it could be continuous uh, or continue to to add to the story here with this inflation battle that seems to kind of be ramping up. You know, it's been a minute since we've really talked about this inflation 
uh, stuff as kind of a, a big threat to the Fed. And it seems to be creeping back into our conversations. So it's interesting to keep an eye on. Finally, guys, Ed, you alluded to it earlier on. UK CPI this morning, lower than expected. Of course, tomorrow we've got the Bank of England's turn uh, with its interest rate announcement. Uh, what is your gut feeling? Are we going to follow the same path as the Fed today and have another pause? It was an unexpected inflation drop. And uh, I think the uh, the market, um, you know, kind of the immediate reaction was that, wow, it's like we've gone from, you know, it was, I, I think most people were leaning towards it was definitely a, a rate hike for for tomorrow uh, to now it's like less than a coin flip. So so I think, you know, the, the market will have to decide, you know, do the latest figures ease concern about a persistent wage price spiral? You know, I think inflation is still elevated. I mean, 6.7% is, that's still, um, uh, that scares me. If I, were, if, if I were a central banker, I would, you know, err on the side of, you know, just making sure we get inflation done right. Um, and, and I would not be surprised if they still moved forward with one more rate hike. Um, but but I, I think this, this goes to show you, though, that Inflation expectations have been, you know, dramatically changing. I mean, for the ECB, you know, we've gone from, you know, having two priced in to possibly they're done. So I, I think it's important to, uh, you know, you know, take a look at the latest data, take a look at the trends, uh, see see what it, where expectations, you know, may go. But I think it's clear um, Europe's going to be seeing um, a much more, um, I think, immediate slowdown than than what we will see in the U.S. and that should provide some relief. And that's why these um, rate hike expectations have been um, dropping fairly quickly. Okay, guys, we will speak again on Friday. Of course, we've got the Bank of Japan's announcement then. But uh, until then, Ed and Nick, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.